0: Once again, I'm late to the party, but this time in the past. I'm about to discuss the time I almost missed out on Uncharted. Can you believe it? I sure as hell can't. A 400-year-old clue in the coffin of Sir Francis Drake sets a modern-day fortune hunter on an exploration for the fabled treasure of El Dorado, leading to the discovery of a forgotten island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. The search turns deadly when Nathan Drake becomes stranded on the island and is hunted by mercenaries. Outnumbered and outgunned, Drake and his companions must fight to survive as they begin to unravel the terrible secrets hidden on the island. One ordinary man, What extraordinary adventure. Ho oh, so you found the carvin! Oh yeah, Drake faked his own death. He must have been onto something big. Yeah, well, we're gonna have every two-bit scumbag in the world racing us to this treasure if we don't get gloomy. Right now. I always promised treasure on this goddamn rock! Shouldn't we call the authorities or something? There's nothing here, Nate. Another goddamn dead end manners young man this is just business looks like there's more to this treasure than we thought let's just keep that between us before we go any further i actually have a criticism to throw at uncharted i actually just had to play the trailer for the remastered ps4 trilogy the original trailer for this game used horrible new metal music, and it really does not represent the game. That could very well be a reason why I didn't actually jump into Uncharted immediately. For that said, I still brought the Prince of Persia sequel, which is all new metal. Right, let's get into some history. Originally announced at E3 2006. By the way. Anyone else remember E3? Or conventions? Or going outside? Fresh air? Sunlight? Rainbows? Big chairs! Palm trees! Bamboo! Anyway, originally announced that E3 2006 Uncharted Drake's Fortune was the first next-gen for A, the Naughty Dog. The next generation in question? Was the PS3? This game had actually been in development for two years prior to its ultimate release in November of 2007, where it blew away critics and fans alike, except me, because I was late to the party. See at the party, Richter. The idea for Uncharted: Jokes Fortune began when Naughty Dog decided to create a brand new IP rather than continue the story from the Jack and Daxter trilogy on the PS2. They wanted to create a franchise suitable for the new hardware, utilising realistic human characters instead of stylised ones, as well as create something fresh and exciting, ultimately termed as stylised realism. You can really see this in the game, a lot of the movements in the games are really fluid and don't break immersion, such as drawing your weapon, reloading, jumping through the air, totally not getting ragdolled by a grenade launcher blow, yeah I'd say they, they nailed that. Speaking of ragdolling. Did you know that Nolan North actually did motion capture for his sequences in the game, as did his co-star Emily Rose? I certainly didn't. I thought that was an Andy Serkis special. So I just referenced Nolan North and he voices Nathan Drake, the protagonist of this game. Emily Rose portrays Elena Fisher. They would certainly have some on-screen tension and you can clearly see affection building between the two of them, though in this initial title they're never so much as kiss. I found that quite interesting as this game uses lots of tropes from the action movie genre, and not to use the stereotypical love interest was quite refreshing. Richard McGonagall voices Victor Sullivan, also known as Sully. Sully is a brilliant character who sort of plays a father figure to Drake, all the while while smoking a cigar, who reminisces about his glory days. You know, this reminds me. I ever tell you about the time I pawned a phony 16th century Santo off on Pablo Escobar? A uh, risky move, but by the time he figured it out, I was... Nader, you even listening to me. Gabriel Roman is voiced by Simon Templeman. The character of Roman is clearly playing homage to Baloch from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And for those of you not familiar, that's the smooth-talking bad guy who at the start of Raiders of the Lost Ark takes the idol that Indian worked so hard to steal, sorry, I mean, archaeologically extract, whilst running away from a giant boulder. Dr. Jones. Again, we see there is nothing you can possess which I cannot take away, and you thought I'd given up. Navarro is voiced by Robin Atkin Downs. Navarro is an interesting character, who initially just seems to be more of a gun-wielding henchman, who at the end actually turns out to be the big bad. Though arguably, a few punches to the face is not that much of a baddie. Interestingly, the early design for Nathan Drake was inspired to be a cross between Johnny Knoxville and Harrison Ford, and my lord, does he look peculiar. Plus, who goes on an adventure wearing sneakers? You wouldn't see me doing archaeological expeditions in sneakers, I'd be wearing proper hiking boots. You know where you're going, dress appropriate for the situation. Glad they tweaked the final design, so our lead looks very similar to Nathan Fillion. More on that later. Probably the most interesting redesign is that of Elena, who in the original E3 trailer is actually a brunette tomboy with really short hair and had a completely different facial structure. It's unclear why the design was overhauled, but to be honest, I can't imagine Elena looking anything other than how she does in the final game. I must say, the music in this is sublime. Lots of orchestral pieces that just make me think of epic action films such as the Indiana Jones trilogy. Yep, it was a trilogy. There was definitely not a fourth film. They're definitely not making a fifth film. It was a trilogy that ended in 1989 trilogy. Greg Edmondson was actually the musical composer for this game, though he was predominantly known for composing the soundtrack of cult TV series Firefly. Hey, Nathan Fillion Link. This was the first time that Edmondson had actually worked on a game, and I must say he did a brilliant job. Speaking about the composition process, Edmondson revealed that he was very afraid about the project, noting that he turned up very late in the process, essentially at the game's completion. Which gave him limited time to produce the soundtrack. In composing music for the game, Edmondson consciously avoided too many melodies in music to prevent repetition. He also knew that due to the setting of the game, which is predominantly set in a jungle and underground environments, he needed a more ambient approach. Edmondson also mixed ethnic instruments in with the orchestral themes, which is a technique he also deployed in the Firefly series. Hang around at the end of the episode to listen to this magnificence. We should probably also discuss the director of this game. Did you know? The director of this title's debut was actually on Legacy of Cain's Soul Reaver. I am Razio. Bet you didn't see that coming. Amy Hennig is the director in question. Not only did she direct this title, but she also contributed to the writing process, though ultimately that is uncredited. This is also the case for the sequels. Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, my personal favourite in the series, and Uncharted 3 Drake's Deception. You may also be interested to hear that she's attached to direct Vistral Games' upcoming Star Wars project. Ooh! I think we've discussed the history of this title quite enough. I now want to talk about my initial experience with this game. So, as previously alluded to, I may have been a little bit late getting to this in part just because i didn't have a ps3 in 2007. yep i'm one of those that doesn't buy a console at launch i like to wait until the kinks are ironed out and then i buy a slightly revised model six to twelve months down the line. another factor as mentioned at the start of this episode was the trailer for this title just had this horrible new metal music i just saw this title as a gears of war clone I really don't have a lot of time for boring repetitious cover shooters It wasn't until I saw a free demo in the PS Store where I thought, hmm, let's give this a go. Now bear in mind back in 2008, that demo download took a bloody long time. We didn't quite have fibre optic broadband back then, so downloading a large demo at the time, which must have been somewhere between 5 to 10 gigs, would have took several days. And when I did start it, the game starts showing Drake and Elena on the deck of a ship, Drake having just dug up a coffin of Sir Francis Drake, opening it to reveal. Absolutely nothing by a little journal. Here we learn that Elena's hosting essentially a travel show slash documentary slash tomb raiding style um, reality TV thing. And actually has a contract with Drake to film his discoveries. Drake, playing it fast and loose, actually maybe didn't get a permit to do this exploration. And they may be in pyre infested waters. Whoops. Sully? Uh, we got some trouble. Hurry it up. Okay, okay. What's going on? Uh... Pirates. Pirates? Yeah, the modern kind. They don't take prisoners. Uh, shouldn't we call the authorities or something? that'd be a great idea, but we don't exactly have a permit to be here. What? Yeah, so unless you want to end up in a Panamanian jail, we should probably handle this ourselves. Well, what's worse? You obviously haven't been in a Panamanian jail. Do you know how to use one of these? Uh, Yeah, it's like a camera. You just you point and shoot, right? Good girl. Here we go. So, Drake promptly murders them all, and he and Elena escape as a boat explodes on a seaplane piloted by the one and only Sully. Cue a brilliant cinematic. We then see Drake and Sully ditch Elena on the search for El Dorado, having deciphered clues in a diary. Cut to a luscious green jungle, where it shows Sully and Drake, once again Sully reminiscing, trying to uncover the tomb, where they believe El Dorado is hidden. Here the game introduces its first puzzle-solving element, essentially climbing old ruins to push a giant rock to break away some weak floor to reveal the entrance to a tomb. Lo and behold, once working our way to the far end of the tomb, El Dorado's not here. Damn. Sully seemed to think they'd be entering into a giant golden room. But it turns out, Eldorado is actually a giant statue. Upon exiting the tomb and exploring a bit further, what do they come across? Bloody Nazi U-boat in the middle of the jungle. What the shit. Drake being Drake, decides to climb up a cliff face to enter the U-boat to see what's going on. Herein he discovers a golden coin. Upon exiting the U-boat, after accidentally knocking a torpedo, he finds that Roman and Navarro have Sully at gunpoint. Fortunately, the U-boat explodes, allowing Drake the opportunity to escape, but Sully is shot, presumed dead. Drake runs all the way back to the tomb, battles his way through Molepool mercenaries, only to discover Elena at a jeep who, rather annoyed at being ditched, is now tagging with him as they have a contract and she has a show to produce, which I find quite amusing given that clearly this guy has a lot of blood on his hands and even at that end of the jungle she must have heard the explosion of the U-boat, machine gun fire. She certainly does in a few moments when they both hop into the jeep and enter a turret section. Ah oh, yeah. I won't go into too much more depth in the story but let's say there is much more to be uncovered. This game really is cinematic and does have the feel of an Indiana Jones movie where you move from two maiden elements to epic set piece fights. Really enjoyed this game. The game style is that of a third person action adventure. It has some cover shooting elements, very gears of war. It also has some climbing and puzzle solving, but arguably the puzzles are look in the notebook, huh, what needs doing? Oh rotate statue 90 degrees, okay. You do that then progress. Nothing too taxing, but it does break up the monotony of cover shooting. The controls work quite well, however compared to the sequels, they do feel rather dated. Now I played this title on the PS3 and thoroughly enjoyed it, and I also went as far as to pre-order the sequels as soon as they were announced, a tradition that I've kept to this very day. Graphically in this title, the thing that stands out is water physics. My lord, having jumped from PS2 to PS3, I've never seen water look so real. Other than when it comes out with my tap at home. Naughty Dog at the time had decided that on each title they're gonna focus on a particularly different physic. In this game it was water, the sequel, again my favourite in the series, was snow, and in the frequel it was sand. And my lord, every time you play one of these titles, you're just blown away by what they could accomplish on the hardware at the time. One of the other things I really enjoyed about this title is the game actually come with a manual. Do you remember when games come with manuals? Hell. Do you remember when games come on a disc? God, I'm showing my age now. The story throughout this title is brilliant, and I really hope the Tom Holland Helmed Uncharted live action film is an adaption of this story, as Y meddle with perfection. This title really for me is what set me on the path of really being into third-person action games. Story above all else is what really hooks me in nowadays. The thing is now, if I play a game that has a poor story, I can only look back to Uncharted for ruining me, expecting brilliant stories at every title I play. Another thing that really helps the story is the humour in Spice Throughout. Drake is portrayed as an everyman who fumbles and fools and trips, generally gets the shit kicked out of him throughout, or worse cracking a joke. Not quite to the extent of Spider-Man, but enough to make you smile. There's a particular sequence that actually amused my brother, who had popped over in between one of our many lockdowns when I was replaying this title on the PS4. It's where Drake and Elena are on an aeroplane that's falling out the sky. Have a listen to this. Are you coming? Kind of busy right now. Get going. See you on the ground. Right behind you. this actually made my brother pass a comment. I should play this game. Yep, so another tile where Dave hasn't played it. Come on, get your act together, man. The combat in this game is actually quite interesting. In most cover shooters where you hide, your health regenerates, which is the same in this tile, with the exception that the developers actually viewed this as luck. What they're saying is essentially Drake's really lucky. And as his luck runs out, the screen starts to darken and darken and then you eventually get hit so rather than him being a bullet sponge what they're actually saying is multiple bullets are missing him until the one that connects so by playing this on the harder difficulty where one hit kills you essentially they're saying that that's a realistic mode because he's got no luck and this again harkens back to the old action movies where you see the heroes making it all the way through the game while getting shot once essentially they're lucky bastards this was a novel twist and quite amused me, though not explicitly outlined in the game. I think it's about time we discuss scores. Now, as you might have suspected, this game did really well. According to Metacritic, Uncharted Jokes Fortune sits at an 88 with a 7.9 user score. Play Magazine actually rate this game a full 100, stating Naughty Dog used the PS3 to reinvigorate the adventure gaming experience, combining key elements that every game holds dear in a game that looks and feels like a blockbuster film. I think they sum it up quite nicely. As mentioned, this game spawned numerous sequels, with two sequels on the PS3, and a further sequel on the PS4, and a spin-off title, not to mention that there was actually Two titles released on the PS Vita as well. And, let's not forget, a motion picture is on its way. I think I can safely say that Naughty Dog knocked this one way out of the park. You've certainly heard enough from me, and I'm off to watch me some Indiana Jones. As promised, I'll leave you with Greg Edmondson's title theme for Uncharted, Drake's Fortune. forgot to say platinum them there